So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this is gonna be about money and a few lies about money. And I'll, yeah, see you after the intro, as always. Because every day, what I do, what we do, what we talk about, like, yeah. <laughs> and with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. And I'm pretty pumped. I'm, I really am pumped, even though this is actually the second time I'm recording the exact same thing. Because the first time the uh, the file was broken afterwards, you know, just because I guess... I didn't have enough space on my disk, you know, which is actually something that's really fucked up because I can't check that beforehand. But yeah, it is what it is, you know. The advantage of it is that I do just know what I'm going to talk about. And it is always going to, it is always just affecting the whole episode in a positive way when I just know what I'm talking about, you know, and or when I'm just educated in what I'm talking about. But yeah, um, before I'm actually forgetting it, this particular YouTube episode or this particular YouTube video is also available as a podcast, which means that you can just listen to it, which means that it is a way more efficient way to, to consume this episode. And you, you know, and um, so therefore, if you're not having the time and if you're not willing to watch me sit here for 30 minutes, you know, which is probably going to be the case, then I'm just really suggesting you to go down in the description, check out the links and also go to the link to the podcast and uh, then listen to the whole ex episode because you can do something simultaneously. Like you could be doing just some, some homework, you could be doing some, some other work for your business or whatnot. You could do just so many things besides listening to it. And it, you know, an, uh, another advantage of it is that you might be saving some mobile data, you know, if you're just, you know, uh, if you are on a mobile phone and whatnot, then it's definitely going to be saving you quite some data, you know, at least a half, I would say, you know, I think at least a half of the uh, megabytes that it would just be using for this video, you know, because I think YouTube is somehow compressing it a little bit so that it is just not as much as I'm uploading it because the uploading files are relatively big, you know, they're just like, I know, three gigabytes, four gigabytes, something in that case or something in that range. So it's, it's definitely a lot. It really is a lot, you know. And I'm, I'm therefore also pretty happy that I'm able to do that, you know, just because it is such a lot of data, you know. And um, I'm really happy that I'm, having, that I'm having the ability to do that with my internet. But yeah, as I said, we're going to talk about some lies about money. And um, Ramit Sethi, you might know him. He's the author of... Uh, I teach you to be rich, I guess it is called, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it is about money lies. And it's about just some things that people assume about money, but it is actually not really the case. So the article is called Self-Made Millionaire, Six Biggest Money Lies Your Young People Need to Stop Telling Themselves. Again, from Ramit Sethi, or Sethi, I am um, really not the best in pronunciation, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to read the first line because it is something of an important thing for, you know, as an introduction to the whole thing. So yeah, people have lots of reasons for not managing their money properly. A few of those reasons are valid, but most are just poorly, poorly veiled excuses for being lazy and not wanting to spend 10 minutes on research. And it is definitely the case. Uh, also with the first one, you know, and the first one is I need to focus on making passive money. And uh, the whole thing is just because I know what he's talking about there, which is just really amazing because I can recap it. And it is something like then 
a different episode. You know, it is a completely different episode because I'm going to talk way more than I would have just in the episode before. But um, there he's basically talking about like, yeah, you know, just getting some passive money, you know, and making some passive income and passive money is definitely, definitely. And this is all something that I tell and, and I have been told uh, or I have told um, just, uh, just for quite a bit. Because the thing is, a lot of people assume, okay, you know, I gotta have to make my passive money so that I can chill on Mexico on the beach and smoke my fucking weed. But in the end, it's, it's not gonna be so easy. It really is not gonna be easy, you know. For actually being able to make some passive money, either it takes a lot of time through compound interest in stocks, for example, or it's just gonna take you a lot of time as well and also a lot of work, you know, because stock market and whatever is maybe, it is not purely luck. You know, it really is not the thing, but it just takes time, you know. But if you're building yourself a business, which you're then going to, to leave and or sell or whatnot, then, uh, yeah, it could result into passive income or passive money, but it's going to take you just a lot of fucking time, not only to learn the skills to actually be doing this, but also just for building the fucking business, you know. In the end, also, you know, for example, uh, people think about real estate and real estate seems to be quite an easy thing to do in terms of passive income and whatnot. But you do just have to have some, you really do have to have some uh, some money as well. I at least assume, you know. Um, I've been watching some videos and have seen some things and some stuff where it has not been the case. You know, where people have been actually able to buy certain apartments and whatsoever without any money. You know, I don't know how this is working just in your country, if this is actually working in your country or in any country, um, rather than I think it was, well, actually they did it in the States and also in, I think it was London, but, but I'm really not sure. But it is a funny video though. It is a just really good video as well though. But uh, it is just going to take a lot of time and it's going to take a lot of effort to just being able to make this passive money, you know. And in the end, I don't know. In the end, I think a lot of people would just choose some kind of way to make passive money that they really don't like, you know. And this is then just something that is against everything that I'm basically talking about, to be really honest. Like, working on something, you know, that is probably going to take you just 10, 20, 30, 50 years that you absolutely hate doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you, do, why would you be doing this, you know? I would rather work on something that I just really love and over the time I'm going to just get rich by doing it. You know, and by having the opportunities, by working so much, because I'm passionate about it and I like it, you know, because the thing is, if it is something that you absolutely hate, then of course you're not going to work as hard as somebody that, that just loves what he's doing or what she's doing, because yeah, it, because it just makes sense, but yeah, let's go to the second lie, and his tip there and or his solution there is to just, um, well, I'm going to read it actually. Put in the hours and get better at your job so you can earn more money. If getting a raise isn't an option, find another job and negotiate a higher salary. Or just find an additional job, maybe as well. Um, but the thing is, he says that you should concentrate on your active income and your active money that you're making at first. And then you can talk about and also think about some passive money. But at first, you got to have some money, you know, and or experience and or skills and or just other things. You know, as I'm just thinking about it, you know, because I don't know, something that I'm always trying to do and I'm always just focusing on is just providing every single perspective that I could think of. Because the thing is, life is really not black and white. You know, it definitely is not. And it definitely just has such a lot of facets and such a lot of shades of gray. 
And therefore, I do just um, I'm just really willing to to provide as many things and as many perspectives as I can think of because I believe that it could just actually be something really incredibly valuable for somebody, you know, somebody that might not see those things that I'm seeing, but it could definitely also be the case that you're seeing some things that I'm not seeing, you know. So you know, if I'm not mentioning some things, then either I do just have to hurry up, or I'm just forgetting it, or I'm just not thinking about it, or something else, I don't know. <laughs> the second one, you know, let's talk about the second one. If it's just, if I just try harder, I can save more money. And uh, at first I had to say that it is actually somehow right, you know, but I do also understand what he was talking about there, because um, a lot of people think that, you know, they just have to try harder and that everything will be good, but in the end, isn't it about principles and isn't it about some 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 core structures and core principles and core rules and whatnot that uh, you have to have to actually being able to to save money and or invest money? Is it about investing or no? It's about saving because I don't know. Just in the end, you know, at first glance, I do have to say that it's just is somehow right, you know. But as I'm thinking about it, it is more like just save your money. Like, just don't use your money for, for things. And something that he's also pointing out there in the end is automating the whole saving thing, you know? Automating it so that you're even not able to use the money that you wanted to save, you know? It's just a pretty handy thing and a pretty nice thing, but uh, something to look out for, maybe, you know, because I'm, I'm really not educated in the space, is just some fees that you might have to pay for this certain thing, for the automation thing, it could be the case, maybe for your bank, maybe for your contract, maybe in your country. It could be the case. I don't know. So please look out for certain things because who really knows? You know, who knows? Because I don't know. I don't know. So who knows? But um, it is definitely a good thing to just automate your savings because a lot of people struggle with it and I'm seeing it as well. And the funny thing is I am really not struggling with saving money. I'm, I'm rather just really struggling with investing it. And or spending it on things because I'm really not spending my money on anything, anything but food. And that's just really, um, just, it, it got a pretty rare thing because I'm also just tending to, to think about like, well, should I really buy myself some food or should I just wait those three, five, six, seven hours until I can eat something at home or whatnot? Because I don't know. I mean, it isn't a lot of money that I'm spending on my food either way. Like I'm either saving just a little bit or I'm just spending a little bit because I'm really conscious. I really am conscious about the things that I'm just using my money for. And I'm always trying to just be on a budget. And I'm always trying to just really not use a lot of money and or spend a lot of money on whatever it is. You know, I'm always trying to go with the cheapest option that is giving me just kind of the, the best results some, some some kind of because the thing is of course you can buy yourself half a kilo of white bread you know which is going to be relatively cheap compared to some healthier bread but I do not want to eat it you know and this is something against another principle that I'm having for myself which is healthy eating and therefore I'm just going for this a little bit more just it doesn't actually have to be the case you know healthy things do not necessarily have to be just more expensive. Often it is the case, you know, I'm really not going to lie there. I'm really not going to be just playing this kind of, okay, you know, it is really not that uh, expensive to eat healthy. It is, you know, it is. Some things are really fucking expensive, like nuts, for example. Nuts are incredibly expensive, at least in Austria. Um, but uh, some other things, of course, like fruits, they're also not that cheap, you know, and, and veg veggies, 
uh, some of them can be cheap, you know, and some of them are definitely also not really cheap. But, you know, it is also the case for sweets and whatnot. You know, sweets are definitely also not pretty cheap. Some of them are pretty cheap and some of them, because they are brands, are relatively expensive, I have to say. And, yeah, you know, the bottom line of it is that you should just, as he also says in his solution, um, automate your finances so you are not tempted on your willpower or dependent, dependent on your willpower. The third one, the third thing, the third lie. I'm going to start keeping a budget. I'm going to go straight uh, to his solution because he's giving you a plan, you know, because uh, this is now going to be about having a plan as well. And I, have I got something wrong about the second one? Uh, we all know we need to save money the same way we know we need to exercise more, eat healthy and call our families regularly. Um, nah, it should be fine. It should be fine. Um, so this is his plan, you know, his uh, conscious spending plan. And I'm going to say that you can do it in this way, but I'm going, yeah, I'm just going through it and then I just talk about some things that you, that you could change in theory if you want to. So fixed costs. Rent, groceries, student loans, and whatever, 50 to 60% of your income. Then long-term investments, 401k plan, Roth IRA, and you know all those other things, which should be 10% of your income. Saving goals, so holiday gifts and vacations and all those things that, that might be just um, that you just have to save for, should be 5 to 10% of your income. And then guilt-free spending, which is 20 to 35% of your income, which is just movies and uh, dining out and shopping and all those things that you actually do not need maybe you know but you want and the thing that I've also been talking about just in the original episode which is broken <laughs> unfortunately like the funny thing is I'm really not as pissed as I as I have been just before obviously like it is really not a good thing you know I'm I'm, I'm stretching to being able to just do whatever I want to do and then if it is not working just because I'm a dumb motherfucker and uh, do not really check you know, if everything is all right and whatnot, like, yeah, you know, it is a, it is a fucked up thing. Like, yeah, you know, but it could have been worse, you know, it could have really been worse. Um, so I gotta have to say that you could just also be like, okay, instead of, uh, instead of 50 or 60% of your income on, on rents and all the other fixed costs, you could try somehow try by moving out by just renting another home, by just uh, buying less groceries and whatnot, you could try to just minimize the amount of fixed costs you're having, you know, to maybe even drop it down to 30% of your income, which leads you to having more money for your savings, for example, and or long-term investments. But uh, in terms of long-term investments, I don't know. Like, I'm somehow educated in investing. Not really. Therefore, I'm not going to talk about it. But... Um, I don't know if it is actually a better thing to have more money in your investment accounts and whatnot, but uh, you could also just definitely, definitely reduce the amount of guilt-free spending that you're having to 10% or maybe even less, you know, 15, 10%, something like that, because, you know, 20 to 30% compared to the other percentages that we're having is, is really something. It really is something. It really is not less or a few bucks or whatever. The fourth one. My friends earns less than me, yet they're still able to go on four vacations every year. And this is something pretty interesting, to be honest. You know, it is something really interesting that he's talking about there. And even though it is obvious, maybe for me, maybe not for you. But the thing is, 
only because somebody, you know, is, is seemingly, seemingly very important, seemingly having the money for just a lot of stuff, whether it be new cars, whether it be a lot of vacations, whether it be just other things, it's either he's actually having a lot of money or she's having a lot of money or is just a practitioner of conscious spending, which is like the other thing before, like the conscious spending plan and conscious spending is then just the action of doing that. Or uh, he or she is just overextending on their fucking income or on the fucking money that they're having. And I gotta have to say, like, I really do have to say, just most often when you're seeing somebody, you know, you're seeing somebody with a fucking great car with, well, if it is a Lamborghini and whatnot, then it's probably going to be the case that this person is just, that this person just knows what he's doing or she's doing because, uh, I don't know, like at least in my hometown, like my hometown is a pretty, pretty small city and there's one or two guys with, with a Lamborghini actually and they just have a business, you know. I do have to say that you do not have to have a Lamborghini even though you have a business and even though you could and you're able to to just have it because I don't know like why you could also put it into your fucking business and then just get more money out of it in the next five years than just pulling out pulling the money out of it now and buying yourself a Lamborghini, you know, it, you know, it, it might be something that really makes you happy, and I'm really then not saying anything against it, then please do it, of course, you know, if it is really making you happy, but it is just rarely the case, and this is, this is the point, but yeah, you know, so, so if something is making you happy, please just use your money for it, no matter what, but um, often it's the case that people are just really overextending themselves on, on their income, and on their money, and whatnot, and it is really often the case. And I do believe that you know it as well, you know, those people that are spending the money on, like, people that are looking pretty rich, but they are not, you know. And the, the thing is, and something that, I'm, that I have been thinking about, and then I think I will be thinking about it just for many years from this point on as well. Um, why are people doing this? You know, why are people actually spending their money on things that they might like? But most often they do just only like it because other people then think that they are rich and or that they just have done something in their life or that they have just made it and whatnot. And I guess it is actually the case. You know, I do not even say that it is conscious. You know, it could definitely be subconscious, you know, something that I could also think of. But, uh, but yeah, like why are people doing this? You know, just... I don't know, does it really matter what somebody thinks about you? Or does it really matter if somebody thinks you're rich or not? Or you've just, you're just making a lot of money or not? Of course, you know, the thing is, and this, just, this thought also leads me to another thought, which is, if you're having a business, you know, if you're having a business, are you, do you actually have, do you actually have, and I, I think I'm going to ask this question I've gotten afterwards, you know, because he's actually having, uh, a button on his website, you know, this is which is all about um, being able to to ask questions and whatnot. And the thing is, if you have a business, you know, I do you really have to have a suit? Does it really make a difference if you're wearing, if you're seemingly having a good business, or if you're seemingly just uh, leading a good business? Does it make a difference? Does it make a difference if you look just like your business is doing great? Or if you just really give a fuck about it and you're like, okay, I'm just going to wear a t-shirt. And that's quite it because a lot of big CEOs are doing that. Just, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, best example. You know, he's only wearing fucking, 
unless he has to wear something else, but he's just then only wearing some, some t-shirt and whatnot. Like, yeah, does it actually have to be the case? Does it make a difference if you're looking rich to other people in terms of you and your business, you know, so that other people also think, okay, you know, his business is doing great? Or is it just a necessity? Or is it just something that has been the case for many years and therefore it is just like what it is? Yeah, something that, that is really kind of fucking with me, to be honest. Something that I've been really thinking about for quite some time. Uh, the solution, therefore, would be refocus your financial aspirations and strive to become like people who make conscious money decisions. So really also don't compare yourself to those people that are actually kind of spending their money on way too many things and, and money that they actually don't have. Don't follow the examples of those who show off by spending more than they have. And if you suspect, suspect they can't afford it, they probably also can't. The fifth one, I'm going to start investing. Um, uh, so there's a little study and it is like, okay, just uh, the majority of under 35 aged people in America do not have any stocks and whatnot. And I'm just going directly to the solution. Any new topic is overwhelming. Diet workouts, regimes, parenting. Uh, the answer is the answer isn't to avoid it. It is it is to pick a source of information to learn from and then actually start investing. You know, because a lot of people think that investing is actually a really complicated thing. It uh, can be, it really can be, but as he says, a lot of things are really, 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 really complicated in the beginning. Whether it be working out, whether it be diet, so many things, so many different things are really difficult in the beginning therefore just start to learn some things and then you're able to invest your money and uh, buy yourself a book and i think it is enough like what is it called it's a really i don't know i think you should just buy the the most or the high the best rated or the best rated by people that know what they're talking about really important warren buffett for example or tony robbins for example or ray dalio for example um, I don't know, just then also listening to people that haven't done anything in their life is also, I think, a mistake then. And the last one, you know, the last thing, wanting to get rich is bad. The thing is, and I've been also talking about it in the original one that broke, <laughs> again, the exact same thing, but um, I've never ever thought that so many people think that actually being rich or the willingness to be rich is actually a bad trade or is actually a bad thing. I always thought like, you know, everyone's, everyone wants to be rich and everyone's to, everyone wants to be able to, to do that and whatsoever. But it seems actually to be the case that a lot of people are like, uh, no, it is not good, it is bad, you know, they're just the urge of the willingness to be rich is just a bad thing, you know, it's just bad, money is bad and whatnot. And of course, if you're thinking like that, of course, you're not going to be rich because subconsciously you're going to sabotage yourself in the end, in the really end, you're going to do this subconsciously. And as he says, because, yeah, I'm going to read his solution and I'm going to show you as well. Think about what living a rich life means to you and let that inspire you to take action in growing your money because... Living a rich life doesn't doesn't necessarily mean the exact same thing to anybody. You know, everyone thinks about being rich in a different way, whether it be having a lot of cars, whether it be just having girls around you all the fucking time, or whether it just be being able to provide your family with what your family needs and what your kids need. And 
it really depends on how you're thinking about it. You know, it really, really, it really depends on that. You know, because of course, if if you think like, okay, I'm gonna just earn a lot of money to fuck over my ex-girlfriend and or my ex-boyfriend. I don't know. Okay, of course, it is a goal and whatnot. And but I don't know. Think about your legacy as well. Think about legacy as well. And it also depends on how you make your money. You know, it is not also only about money, but it is also about how you make it. If you're making it in a way that is that you cannot really be proud of, I guess think about it again. You know, because there's definitely just so many cases and so many ways to make money that are really good and that are benefiting a lot of people. So I don't know. Choose the right one, I guess. And um, last but not least, Ramit Sethi, author of New York Times bestseller I Will Teach You To Be Rich, has become a financial guru to millions of readers in their 20s, 30s and 40s. He became a self-made billionaire at young age thanks to his website, which, which he started as a Stanford undergraduate in 2004, book and personal finance courses. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... This is it, I guess. Yeah, I think it is. I think this is it. I do hope that this episode's got you something or got you to something. And uh, yeah, this is something else. I do kind of feel like there should be something else, but I'm not quite sure. And I'm not really satisfied with this episode as well. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I kind of feel like I've just done it as quickly as I possibly can without actually having the joy of doing it because it is a lot of joy you know if I'm thinking about it but I don't know you know I should actually make a live stream once in a time you know so that I'm actually able to talk about so many things because you know in such episodes as this one I kind of really feel like that I'm not having the time to talk about all the things that I'm willing to talk about even though like 30 minutes are quite a lot 30 minutes are, are really a lot but I I, I do not I do not really want to just make a longer episode than that because, I don't know, a lot of people do not actually have the time for going through a 30-minute episode. I, I do just also have to keep that in mind. You know, it is, it is really not about me and about me just feeling, I don't know, the best and, and judging actually my own shit, which is something that we should not be doing. But yeah, um, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy because we can simulate our legacy by being like, okay, I'm going to be nice. Therefore, I'm going to be remembered as a nice person. But in the end, it's not always going to be the case because there's still going to be someone that somehow dislikes or even hates you just because of no reason, maybe just because of them and not really because of you. But um, also think about three other questions that I'm having for you. The first one is, why are you here? The second one is, what are you trying to change? And the third one is, what is bothering you the most? And these three questions are hopefully going to lead you to your purpose and or leading you to showing your purpose, which is something that's incredibly important. You know, something that's really important. I'm going to see you the next time. I at least hope.